Hello everybody and welcome to the Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast episode 21. I am your host Smoothman. Today we have Chris and Matt. Say hello everybody. Hello Hi. everybody. God, that was weird. Hello everyone. I got it right. Yay. It's probably <laughs> the second or third or fourth time we've done this intro. Yeah, apparently I can't do intros anymore. <laughs> yeah. Become a big fish and now can't do it. This is now a thing. This is now a thing. Um, how are we all? Knackered. Good. Yeah, I've got nothing else to really say. How are you doing, Smoothman? How are you? I'm good. I'm bored of summer holidays, believe it or not. Oh, I'll my kids are holidays. You can have my go. Yeah, you can have my job. I'll have your holidays. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> not how it works, though. Yeah. <laughs> still have to do the teaching bit. My uh, my kids no, aren't don't. bored yet, unfortunately. Um, they're they're still running around like like headless chickens. And I finally have carpet, and everything is done in the house. Oh yeah. So for those of you who aren't aware, I've not been around the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Drug raid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. Again. There's the other one. <laughs> That's also enough for a side joke. We'll get to in a minute. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that side joke in a minute. So, I've not been around the last couple of weeks. Um, there's been work done on my house. So, I'll be sending it my parents. Uh, as was briefly mentioned in last week's podcast, I did listen to some of it, the opening few minutes. Um, my laptop got stolen uh, because I left it on a train and then my PC blew up just before I left to go away for a couple of weeks. So, I'm. We're pretty much all up and running now, except obviously the lack of laptop. So, um, shout out to the bastards in Sheffield who nicked it, eh? <laughs> yeah, those, those northerners. They're, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying they were northerners. They could have been southerners living in the north, like me. But they're fucking bastards anyway who nicked it. So there we go. True that. Yes. I Sorry, I'm being, I'm being really distracted. Sorry, I've got the, Turn the, the background. Turn the I can't help up. it. There's a mate eating an ice cream and he's got it all over his face. Banter. <laughs> so they've got him on screen for like 20 minutes. Sorry. Cracker um, was actually really good. It was quite nice to see you. I don't like Coley very much. I don't think we're allowed to like Coley anymore, are we? Uh, sorry, this is not a cricket podcast. I'm sorry. No, That's good. Maybe we should start one. Maybe I should start one. On another day. Should we also explain why we said drugs when we heard the vehicle? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So uh, in, in the area of, of Lincolnshire that I live in, uh, it's notoriously quite drug-related. There's a lot of drugs going on around here. And, I mean, I'll step outside my house and I'll go, oh, someone's smoking weed. That's a thing that happens. This is a sort of regular, regular occurrence. And there's a lot of nasty sort of higher-end drugs around here. So I make a little joke every time bikes come past because they come past very loudly as you heard a minute ago and cars do as well and they are usually the bikes going out delivering the drugs to people so therefore every time that happens i shout drug bike but i didn't this time because i thought we were going to cut it out but now we're leaving all this in so there you go <laughs> it's a common place in all streams so why not make it part of the podcast as well yes yes <laughs> yes indeed. so wrestling happened it did, did. And it was quite uneventful wrestling that happened, sort of. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I don't know. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this week's wrestling. War uh, was better than it's been for about a month. That's yeah, a big achievement. <laughs> um, I'm never going to etch out the image of Paul Heyman uncontrollably crying out of my head. Yeah. It, he's really an ugly crier. Uh, well, he's acting. But that's that. He's <laughs> not very really. ugly. He's a yeah, but he's a very ugly crier. Yeah, 
I'm sure the person who plays Ian Bill doesn't cry like he does in EastEnders. You know what I mean? It's just sort of, you know, that's probably weeping for Brock Lesnar. EastEnders references. Yeah. <laughs> keep up with our American demographic. Yeah, nice one. Fucking they hell. get it on BBC World. Do they? I don't know. Or BBC America. Do you get, yeah, do you get right. EastEnders out there? I'm pretty no, sure cause... they probably wouldn't understand what was going on. No, 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 they don't. Or what? Or what? Or what? Or what? Or what? Never ever do that again. <laughs> now it was, I'm not. I'm not from that part of London, but never ever do that again. Um, no, that uh, really distracted me. No, uh, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there with Americans reacting to British sitcoms and and children's TV, and there's ones for like soaps and people going, "What's going on with this ridiculous TV show called EastEnders?" Yeah, so I don't think they get it. If you do, let us know. Yeah, because I'm curious. An American's hello. view Ugh. on soaps. Indeed. So wrestling, wrestling. Roman Reigns had a promo with that guy who's bald and that other guy who's bald. Phil <laughs> <laughs> and Grant Mitchell. Baron <laughs> 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 Corbin and Kurt Hangle. Very glad that Grant Mitchell hasn't been on EastEnders in about fifteen years. <laughs> True, but you know, Phil and Grant, the Mitchell brothers, they, they were bald. One was taller than the other. Yes. One was fatter than the other. <laughs> Comparison. And one of them just screams obscenities when England played Colombia. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that? That was that yeah. was scary. Ross Kemp going a little bit. <laughs> think you think he's been snorting too much of the stuff he's been going to root out when he's yeah. doing his extreme <laughs> world in Colombia. I think he's brought it home with him. Fucking hell. But no, I didn't mean Phil and Grant Mitchell. I meant Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle. Ah, Constable Corbin. Oh, sorry. Corby Corbin. I, I, um, one, one thing I do want to mention. I do. I mean, I've not watched that much wrestling recently. Been away and all that jazz. But um, I do like how Constable Corbin follows Kurt Angle down to the ra- down the ring. He's literally by his side for the entire time. It's like because I would expect him to come out to his own music, but nope, he follows Kurt Angle within an, basically attached to him, and I really like that. that. That's like a nice little touch. I noticed earlier on today. It may have been doing it the whole time, but I've only just noticed it today. He also um, it said Kurt Angle with the the constable Baron Corbin. <laughs> you were very close. <laughs> What? <laughs> I said listen, listen, listen to the podcast back. You started saying you won't be able to because I'll have to bleep it. And you, then you said, started... I'm going to have to bleep it again. <laughs> you said comfortable for God's sake. I did not. No, you really did. I you genuinely did. I did not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm moving swiftly on. Uh, he. So- he came, he, so they, he came out and pretty much said, oh, Ronda's coming out today, we've got a good show, and then started trying to say how Brock Lesnar's a, an idiot. Never turns up to work. It's the same rhetoric he's been spewing for the entire time. But but that but that's the only angle that Kangle's got to go with, and I don't know why the angle twice, but you see what I'm saying. It's the only thing he's got on this, but because he shouldn't necessarily be part of the argument. But no. because he's the GM. But he also came out and was like saying it, and then um, Corbin was like, oh, hang on. Hang on, Kurt. Watch your mouth. And it's like he's been saying this for six weeks. Yeah, but every time Corbin's like, hey, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. The thing is, is one of these times, there has to be some discussion to what, um, 
than what um, Baron Corbin says, or uncomfortable Corbin says, because every time he tells Triangle to back down and Triangle doesn't, there's no repercussions. Realistically, is there? If there? There's at some stage a repercussion to whatever happens. Then you're like, oh, okay, fine. He means what he says. Mm. I think the only reason they aren't pulling the trigger on that is because Corbin is in a feud with Finn Balor and therefore can't be in a feud with anybody else because the WWE can't seem to have, unless it's Roman Reigns, you can't be in more than one feud at the moment. So despite the fact that Corbin is telling Kurt to do things and Kurt isn't doing them, Corbin is not going to get involved with Angle because he's too busy whinging about Finn Balor. I think it's the limited writing of WWE kind of stabbing themselves in the foot. And the also silly idea of, I'm a tall man and I'm going to fight a very small man. We you say Fast and Fury there. You went to Fast and Fury with the over, um, over pronunciation of, <laughs> over enunciation of words. But it's true. Because they did it, they did it with big, <laughs> big calves. Big Kaz. <laughs> no. Big Kaz and um, that other small fella, Daniel Bryan. I loved how that on the Big Kaz, um, the, the, the poster that they were sharing, underneath it, it says, formerly Big Kaz. <laughs> no, he's not allowed to do it, is he? Big Kaz, formerly <laughs> Big Kaz. We get it. Then everybody knew who he was. But they have to. It, 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 it's their little way of getting through the stupid, dumb licensing laws that WWE have on or naming rights laws. Yeah. Indeed. I'm, a, I'm useless tonight. I can't get words out properly. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> um, but then uh, the Corbin and um, Roman Reigns had their own like arguing match about, oh, you run away when Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar comes in the ring. You're a bit of a coward. Blah, 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 blah. And then Corbin tried to get back and was like, mm, didn't bring anything to the table. And then Roman said the most scripted line he said since suffering succotash where he came out and he said, when you send the big dog away, who's going to look after the yard? Which was the cringiest line I've heard in wrestling since I've been watching it. I forgot about that. Um, like makes me want to vomit. <laughs> he was like he was almost at the point where people were cheering him last week, and people were chanting his name last week. And I noticed on the network they've made it sound like they were the crowd were cheering when Roman was speaking, but every time they cut to a wide shot, nobody was like any, um, there was no enthusiasm with them, so it was clearly o- overdubbed. Oh, that one day, yeah, they pump, they, they do pump in crowd noise as well, and I'm I'm sure that they they over exaggerate that, exaggerate that when um uh on the on when they made the YouTube videos, which is why the Roman Reigns ones usually take longer than the other ones to upload because I'm gonna go on quick. Yeah, that was they, they've basically any momentum they gave Ray, Roman last week with the the fairly good booking that they had, they ruined it with that line. I agree. I still don't I I actually think he's not going to get the booze that everyone think that thinks they're going to. He's definitely converted me in terms of yes, yeah, I didn't like you. Yes, you've now 
being put into a feud where I hate Lesnar more. It's, it, it's not even that. It's it's not even that we like Reigns. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate Reigns in any way, shape, or form. It's just I I now just want the title of Lesnar. I think we've all had enough. We all know it's going to happen. I, yeah. And they're not going to main event with it. I think they're going to main event with uh, Rousey, to be honest. But I think you might be right. But I think I think they've got the support behind Roman in that everybody wants to see the title back on Raw, and they've now come to terms with the fact that the only way that's going to happen is Roman winning. So I think Roman yeah. will get cheered if he wins on a week on Saturday. But, yeah, I think he will. I think I think. They will just be relieved that it's finally over and they've finally got rid of this Brock Lesnar thing. And then two or three weeks into his title reign, they'll go back to Burnham again. And that's fine. Just it's, I, I, I don't like people booing Roman. I think he was booked poorly for a while since Mania, pretty much. But before that, there was like, I think the criticism was a bit harsh. It, but yeah, I, th- I think they just need to, people are going to be fine with him winning. But then go back to booing them straight away. Probably. If this is the time to do it, they 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 genuinely cannot stretch it anymore. They literally can't stretch it any longer. This is the time it's going to happen. Yeah. If they want to get Roman over to be and get cheered authentically, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Oh my God. I've just had the thought. I've just had the thought that they're going to do a swerve with this, and I think Lesnar's going to retain. Heyman's going to Heyman's going to interfere. Uh, Heyman's going to interfere on behalf of Brock Lesnar, and they're, and they're going to play the whatever happened over the last over the, what this week and last week as a ruse to try and sort of derail Roman Reigns. Oh God, that could happen. You see, the the thought I've had is maybe uh, Heyman goes into cahoots with Strowman, and Strowman comes out and cashes in with Paul Heyman with him. That, that goes against my theory because I I, I think Kevin Owens is going to win the Money in the Bank. Mm. I actually do, and uh, it, it may it may even yeah. I see everyone screwing their face going mm, really. I I've got my idea that the the winner of the Money in the Bank should be a heel because I mean it, it it's sort of common sense, and to me yeah. Owens is still albeit very entertaining a heel, and I think that him with Money in the Bank could elevate him to just are new levels of bastardry but then it could also elevate um stroman into he'll get the biggest pop if it was stroman instead of anybody else if he cashed in won it and went everyone go yeah i would but that's me yeah i I actually wouldn't i i'd I'd be like oh i'd be like another title change that something cool is happening but then i'd be like Oh man, I kind of feel bad for Roman here, man. This is not fair. (laughs) (laughs) He already got screwed over with money with the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania, where he wasn't told until the day of. Yeah, do you know about that one? um, When um, with the Great Tyson Century with um, Rollins, uh, Rollins, yeah, he brought his family up. He told his family that it was going to go well, and the day it happened, they swerved him. And, and that that's where the whole Seth going, thank you so much, when you can hear it in the pin count. But, man, can you imagine if Reigns gets fucked over again with this one? Because mm. I can't see Reigns. If Strowman's champion, I can't see Reigns beating him. Well, when was the last time Reigns had the title? Is it like 2014? No, it's later than that. 
Has he had it? He won it at WrestleMania 40... 45? I don't know what number we're on. WrestleMania 45. I'm making up numbers now. I don't know the numbers. 35. 35. 35 is next year. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is. We just one, had 34. The one in Dallas. Whatever number that was. 31. Oh, no, 30, 31 was Dallas. Well, um, no, 31 was San, Fran- San Francisco. Because that's when he cashed in. For the Google machine. Um, and then the year after was Dallas. So that'd be 32. And then the year after was Roman versus Taker. Oh, that was such a bad match. And then the last, yeah. And the one we just had is 34. <laughs> so it was 32. And then you'll know. What was that? Has Roman Reigns held the Universal title? No. No. He held the WWE title because he beat Triple H. So he's not been for at least, what, two years? Yeah. And clearly, I and, clear, and clearly I know my stuff because I got the number correct. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Mania 45 and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the future. I've come back. I've got the DeLorean. So who does who does Reigns wrestle in WrestleMania 45 in his like 15th main event in a row? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Birdie. He's been released. He's been future endeavoured. Go- no, the gobbledygooker. He comes back. <laughs> Doink the clown. <laughs> the yeti. The yeti. <laughs> this has all come from the first promo and first match, and we haven't even got to the match yet. <laughs> I take a lot of it because I sort of thought that I sort of mentioned that I think KO is going to win money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I genuinely think it's going to happen. Um, I'll probably be wrong, but I'll take the hit on it if that's what's necessary. That's fine. But then Reigns went into a match with Corbin and interrupt, but interrupted by Finn Balor, who cut off his escape because Corbin didn't want to face Reigns anymore because he's a coward again. I forgot to mention uh, Constable Corbin deciding that he doesn't like cameramen anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, man. he nails a cameraman. Yeah, didn't you see that? Oh, is that when he does his baseball slide? Oh, it's a cameraman, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw it on Twitter. It was good. Funny. TV. Um, then we had the main event of the night, Bobby Roode versus Mojo Rawley. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo, he, he likes the podcast on yeah. Twitter. so like He liked a tweet. And to be honest, you're not allowed in a fucking Twitter again, are you? So, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I st- on update from that I still haven't had a message from Jordan Devlin about whether he wants to be on or not um, we'll keep you posted waiting. yeah a long time for that one um, but yeah uh, Mojo Rawley and Bobby Roode um, this is after from what happened last week where <clears throat> Mojo Rawley was like I've got no competition and then um Bobby Roode intervened and said, I'll fight you. And he's like, you're not good enough for me or whatever rubbish it was. And then they rolled around on the floor like a pair <laughs> of five-year-olds. Where the referees <laughs> then spent five seconds off camera before running on. <laughs> it's like, go! <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was um, 
I don't really. I watched the highlights. I don't really know what the what it was like. Apparently, uh, he counted a fireman's carry into a glorious DDT and won. Yeah, it was that memorable that I don't even remember. I had to read it. Should have really, really, really enhanced his position in the, in the company. You know. Yeah. So what they've done is they've built Mojo Rawley up to job him out to a jobber. Three, can he? Sorry. Mojo was on a streak of some description, didn't he? Yeah, Mojo, like... He's won every match on Raw for the he's, last he, four He's weeks. beaten, like... He beat um, No Way Jose three or four times in a row. And hard. then and then beat... Who, who was he fighting last week? Oh, Tyler Breeze, wasn't it? Mm. Has he faced Kurt Hawkins yet? No. Face the fact. Face the fact. Face the fact. Yes. Fair enough. Um... Moving swiftly on, Bobby Lashley hijacked Elias's second documentary, which no. is just weird. No, it's not. No, no, no. The the Elias stuff is fine, but just any time that Lashley holds a mic, I just mm, cringe. He said, he, he said friggin'. Oh, but he's a baby face that is bullying people at this point, which just doesn't work. He comes out and he goes, "You're." Like you're pointless, your shoes are pointless, your face is pointless. Everything. Yeah, is pointless. that's the bit that I didn't quite understand. Um, <laughs> you're, you're. Was it like you're a loser or something? Yeah, you're a loser, and then, I can't. It might not have been pointless, but he criticised the shoes. He criticised his face. Wristbands. Sorry, Bobby Lashley to criticise somebody on sweatbands on their wrist when he's got that stupid thing on his head. Bobby Lashley is a hat wanker. And, he is. And what, what irritates me is that the necessity of doing his thing and putting his hat back on. We we've seen him on TV before. We know you don't have any hair. You, you you're not you trying to. You know, is he ashamed of the fact that he's bald or something? Or is he just ashamed that he's a big sweaty man? The weird thing is that stupid grin that he's got the entire time. <laughs> just, he looks like who you know. Hi guys. Child, you, like you've got your eyes crossed, and your mum says, "Oh, you better uncross those, otherwise, if the wind changes, you'll be stuck that way." Yeah. They look like what you think as a child your face is going to look like in the future. That's what he looks like. He's just oh dear. But I like the idea of Elias trying to record his documentary again because yeah. he wasn't happy. Um, and yeah. then that happened, and then Elias decided to jump him. Which we all knew was going to happen, and we all knew it was going to turn south very quickly. But... Yeah, but then it just didn't go anywhere after that. That was it. Well, yeah. Bobby got the cameraman in from the documentary to come and record him. The finisher. <laughs> Brainbuster. Slightly longer suplex. It's like, and then he gave. But this time, instead of giving it the old "come at me, bro" to the crowd, he just did. I've got guns. Look at these guns. Check out said gun show. It was just, I just, it's weird. It weirds me out. Yeah. yeah. And just a big shout out to Elias again for his whole stick of saying, can you CGI out the crowd? Because I want some prettier people. <laughs> Elias is probably the best on the mic at the moment. I, I just love Elias. Ever. I think he's into his gimmick and knows and breathes and lives his gimmick and I love that. Yeah, yeah, it, that's exactly it. He just he just 
knows exactly what he needs to do to keep his position. He obviously enjoys being on TV and is happy to do whatever it takes to stay on. And I think his gimmick is just the way he's playing it is brilliant. Which has worked because I remember the first time that we saw him on TV, he was classed again as the drifter and just kept like, you'd see him walk past a match and just like... No, that was that was awesome when there's a match going on and then all of a sudden you just see a man standing up with a guitar walking through and I went, it's the drifter. But when did that happen? <laughs> walking along. Mm. Love it. Great idea. Exactly. Um, now, he's, now he's into the awesomeness that he is now. Oh, exactly. And he... I, I love how he can turn a crowd like that, where all of a sudden it's just like, he, he wants to walk with Elias, and then a few seconds later, everyone's booing the living shit out of it. Yeah. I love him. So good. Very good. Um, Titus O'Neil face Reza. <sighs> what is the point in this? What is um, the Filler. Kickoff show. <laughs> Incoming. Rory, I, I remember that. Yeah, like, I get that they're going to have this match on the kickoff show, but we had, what, Apollo Crews beat the other part of AOP last week, so Titus O'Neil has to beat the other one this week. Okay, yeah. And then, and then there'll be AOP versus Titus Worldwide at SummerSlam, and AOP will fucking destroy them, and, and then we're all happy. Are we, though? Because the AOP have been called up been totally and utterly wasted and now no one cares about them. nothing for them they I'm... weren't on tv for ages because they had nothing for them same as cesaro in the bar they weren't on tv for a while because they had nothing for them yes yeah, they only have a certain amount of time and they haven't been able to fill up that great story for them because they're using eight segments with roman reigns in them <laughs> and the fact that they've got all this talent who are just sitting there wasting their time in in some ways, and this is a conversation we've had before, so well, I'm not going to go into it. You for the next round of call-ups, don't you? Oh, but then we'll have more call-ups, and then we'll just have no space. Well, yeah, because you've got to look at, well, you know, where are you going to shoot on these new guys in? It was like the other day. I, I forgot that Mike Kanellis was on Raw. Who but, knew? Yes, he, he did go through a, a pretty serious drug um, rehabilitation. Yeah, but I totally forgot about him. And then he just popped up. Yeah. I mean, I thought it'd be funny, but he's been off TV for more than a year. His missus has just said he's just dropped a kid. Not and then he just then he just turns up stopping Lashley and and Roman getting well, into it, which is a bit weird. He was roped into the Greatest Royal Rumble at the last minute, wasn't he? When they decided not to let Sami Zayn into the country, that's how he got in the Greatest Royal Rumble, and that's the only in? yeah he was in it for like seven or eight seconds. I'd never heard of him before that. You had well, to explain to me who he was. Mike Bennett in TNA, I'm sure, or TNA or something like that, because Maria Canellis is well known. Uh, okay. She she was in WWE before, went yeah. away, went all over the place, and then came back. Because she was in Bullet Club, or she was in she was working in in Japan, and then came back, and then brought Mike Bennett in or Mike Canellis in, and then they they and I like the idea of coming in as like the the love couple, the power like, couple thing. And it's a gimmick of some description, which is good fun and nice, I suppose. But then they debuted and then nothing happened. Mm. And then Mike, um, Mike's drug addiction reared his ugly head. And then he had a long time out because of that. But he's back now and he's fit and healthy again, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Heavily, heavily addicted to painkillers. I think like Kurt Angle levels of addicted. I don't, I don't know whether you've heard Kurt Angle's story. 
about his addiction. It's scary. Yeah. Mm. It's like, you know, he was on that 24 homecoming, I think, wasn't it? He did a lot of it on that. He, he spoke a lot more in depth about it on Chris Jericho's podcast or some well, a wrestler's podcast. I think it might have been Edge and Christian's one. Um, just before he came back, around sort of just before Hall of Fame time. And uh, yeah, wow. Incredible, incredible he's still alive, let alone back in the ring. Yeah. Well, that was that was the interesting bit about how authors of pain are going nowhere at the moment. Yeah. We then had the Kevin Owens show, actual show this time, which we've already had the Jericho one, we've already had the Miz TV. I just don't, we don't need more chat shows on wrestling. Do we not agree? Well, this was only, only um, put there so that they could do the Strowman tips over a stage. Thing oh, yeah. That they've done a thousand times. He's tipped over a load of big things. We get it. He's a strong man. If you do this every week, people are going to get bored of it. I'm already bored of it. I'm waiting for the moment where he tips over the ring. Where just, he just goes, and then everybody will just go, yeah, I've seen it all now. That's yeah, I think if you're oversaturating it now. It yeah. A very, very rare thing. We know he can do it, but it doesn't need to be done every time. And it's, and again, it's just like he's bullying Kevin Owens now. Yeah. He's not a face anymore, is he? Like, No, he's a pop, but it's not near as big a pop as it was. Hmm. And then they had a match, didn't they? So it was supposed to be Jinder Mahal versus Strowman anyway, which yeah. Kevin Owen alluded to and was like, oh, yeah, I've won against uh, Braun Strowman when he I won in a steel cage match. He fell off. He threw you off. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then Jinder was like, I won because... What was that? Well, that's the comedy element of it, isn't it? That's that's the whole... Well, you know, a win to win. You know what I mean? It still counts. Uh, I think either Jinder or Kevin Owens got a, um, uh, what is it, a, uh, a count out yeah. uh, as well. So they were playing that up in the, um, well, on, in the interview as well. And again, it's a, it's the whole James Ellsworth as, as pinned AJ Styles twice. You know what I mean? It's that sort of, okay, we know it's not legit, but it's funny nonetheless. But I did mention I mentioned this last week though. I said they're going to go through every scenario of how he can lose his money in the bank in every rule between now and SummerSlam. Oh yeah, he's no done one. two already. And then he'll lose it. I, I'm I'm certain I'm, I'm almost certain Strowman's not going to keep he's not going to keep the money in the bank because I think WWE have realised they fucked up by putting it on Strowman because I'm certain they have because you can't you can't have money in the bank on someone. Unless you're going to do a double swerve, which is what they did with Ziggler, which was you know, the infamous sort of probably arguably, arguably said that's the biggest one of the biggest ever pops up when Ziggler won the title over Del Rio, but uh, but that was double swerve, and they're very 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 hard to do, especially with especially today's smarky crowd. Hi everyone, um, we're included in that. So oh yeah, we're we're smart. That's that's what we are. Um, no point in denying it. Um, it's very difficult to keep Strowman a face, which is clearly what they want to uh, Without him doing heelish shit to win the title and to win the title from, from Money in the Bank is a cash in. Mm. It's hard to do. Yeah. 
But I, I don't know. I just think I didn't like the toppling bit. I was like, oh, here we go again. And then he had a match where Kevin Owens was doing the heelish thing by trying to steal his, t- his briefcase, tries to run away, and then nearly gets counted out again to Strowman. And then somehow gets disqualified because he accidentally hit Jinder with the briefcase. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So basically, Owens tries to get away the first time, doesn't get away. Strowman realises he's on an eight count, gets back in the ring. Owens gets the briefcase again, runs away. Strowman chases him down, gets to the top of the stage. And Strowman gets him down, tries to drag the briefcase away as Jinder comes around. Strowman pulls on the briefcase. Owens lets go. Strowman hits Jinder in the face with the briefcase and the referee rings the bell. Wrestling! (laughs) um, That topped them with Big Show losing a match because he stepped on a table. Um, yes. one of the things went flying. Shout out to that. That was an amazing boot. <laughs> yeah, like a motherfucker. Jesus Christ, loved it. They done up on how to bump them too. Jesus, okay, there's only one at the moment, but bloody hell. Mm. But that just seems to be. Obviously, it's building for Owen, Owens, and Strowman. Ginger's just in there as extra, really. I don't think we'll get anything out of it and anything at SummerSlam. I mean, I'm not saying I enjoy it, but it's a different dynamic. Because you can't, yeah. there's only so many times you can play the same thing with Kevin Owens and Strowman. Because what's it going to be? Oh no, Strowman tipped over his car again. Oh no, he's put him in a, in a portal. Portal, yeah. All they need to do now is he gets a crane under the Triple H and Stone Cold, which is just murder. <laughs> <laughs> murder, yeah. <laughs> that was- uh, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins was again in a match with Dolph Ziggler, Andrew McIntyre for the four millionth time. But before we did this, there was a segment where Seth Rollins said that he wanted a tag partner. So Roman Reigns said, "I'll be your tag partner," and then. Corbin banned him from being his partner because it's too dangerous to put the Universal title match at SummerSlam in jeopardy, which is just they played absolutely fucking well. ridiculous. Oh, no, no, because it's, it's, it's an excuse to fuck Seth Rollins over, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah um, it is. But it's the worst excuse in the world. Yeah. But I, I did like the whole punch to the ribs after that kind of made me laugh. <laughs> Etc. See, they'd missed that out on their YouTube highlights. Well, I, they need, I need to, I, they just need to like release the whole show. They do it in America. I don't know why they don't do it here on YouTube because not all of us have Sky. Sky Sports and they put it on there. But if you were like if I wanted to watch it on Sky Sports, I'd have to do it. It doesn't go on until the Tuesday or the Wednesday. It does. It, if you've got... Yeah, but if no, if no, I mean, like, on demand, sometimes the catch-up's, like, at the end of the week. Well, why don't you just record it? Because I don't have Sky. I use Sky Go, which is not mine. Right, okay. So. My God. I know. Get yourself Sky. Or I could just get Sky Sports on Virgin Media, and then that'd be it, but I don't have money, so. You can download... From Skygo. 
onto a device. Yeah, but yeah, what but... you're saying is it doesn't hit SkyGo until two days later. Oh, it used to. I don't know what it's like now. I'll have to investigate, but we're getting sidetracked. Sorry. My fault. Um, so, again, it was a handicap match. Ziggler, McIntyre and Rollins. Um, from what I saw in the highlights, it just looked like as if Seth was about to win. He got quite a bit of offence in. And then, obviously, numbers game, all that. Hashtags quotes from Raw um, happened and he just lost because yeah. to a super kick everybody everybody loves a good super kick win well yeah. well I, I, I do like a super kick win if it's a flash pin afterwards I as in like a, an unexpected super kick day the opponent throw roll them up quickly one two, three. that that worked to me unless it's yeah. like which is a designated finisher yeah um, yeah the super kick of the finish that that works for me fine. Um, they couldn't have Rollins win it because that just devalues Ziggler and um, uh, Drew McIntyre. Yep. Um, yeah. When, so when's the turn coming? Do you think? I think they'll probably think... leave it a little bit longer. Probably in the run up to Survivor Series. Yeah, maybe. They they kind of saying that they want well. He said, didn't he, uh, McIntyre, that he wants him to hold a title as well. Yes. So it could be the longer that they go without him having a title, he eventually just turns on him and goes, I want this now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. do it that way. A monster, though, which I do like. I do like they're building Galloway, McIntyre. Oh, really, really special. Yeah, it's because he is. Years ago, because if you remember when, when, he, first, when he first came in, he, they had big, big plans for him. His well, first didn't. didn't didn't Vince say that he was going to be the first English-born WWE champion? And then, obviously, shit happened. Yeah. They, they tipped him for massive, as in one of the top guys. And uh, where, for, for whatever reason, it didn't work. But I'm glad that he's back now. He looked ripped as fuck, and he is... He's an ass kicker. He's got a very different... I, I, don't, I didn't really see him in his first stint, but I think he's got a different kind of style than he did when he first started would you say that very aggressive now he wasn't as anywhere near as aggressive as that he was a lot more he's a lot softer but he but he didn't have I mean he didn't have the ripped abs and the, the really sort of perfectly sculptured muscles he was a bit he was clean shaven as well wasn't he even looked a bit like big cast without a beard yeah I get where you're coming from yeah, he didn't look anything special, with all due respect. Um, and then lost to Santino Morella. If you ever saw that match, look at look at Drew McIntyre now and remember that he lost to Santino Morella in a match where they were both blindfolded. Wrestling! Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to the moment where McIntyre comes out of this elevated... Rollins will always be elevated because of how good he is in the ring. Yeah. Even if he is an indie darling. Yeah. Uh, the B team then went into a match against the Revival. I say I love their new entrance theme. I love it. I the B team one. I didn't hear it, so I'm going to have to go and find out what that was. Oh, fantastic. It's, it's, it's one where the crowd can really get into it because their faces, it really works. I like yeah. their old one, though. 
scene. Go, go, go. And it's got like sort of like a pet rally sort of music. Love it. I think it's fantastic. I just feel it's weird that they had a new theme and then they've changed it to another new theme. It's just... I th- I think oh. that I think what they wanted is they they kind of need it because because the wheels are starting. Okay, okay, yes, they're the champions and stuff, but the wheels are a little. It's not. They're not sort of. How do I put it? They're not at that level. It's it's not the title that makes a man's man makes a title, etc. But it's more yeah. title making them, but with the crowd fully fully behind them and having a theme that the crowd, that the fans can fully get behind. I see where they're going with it. It makes sense, and yeah, it's one of those sort of crowd participation songs so yeah works fair enough yeah. i'll go and check that out at the end but um they, do you think we're bigging they're bigging up the revival now i hope so. i really hope so because like they've been pointless since i've been watching and that's been like like I've been actively watching every single World of SmackDown for like six months at this point, and I don't think anybody's ever cared about the revival in that time because they've been booked terribly. The last couple, like they had that spell where they were beating Roman and the build up to the last pay per view. I think that was, or was yeah. it just after? Yeah, just and, yeah, I think so. And then they've they seem to be caring about them a little bit more they they've had a bit more time promos backstage and stuff, and now obviously they're in a feud with the title holders. I hope that I just want them to build up the tag team division again. Cause at the moment we've had the silliness between the deleters of world and the B team. And there's been no serious tag team wrestling pretty much since mania. I, I fully agree with you. I, I think that Bray and Matt, as much as I like them as individual wrestlers and even as a tag team, they're okay. It, having, Having quite a silly gimmick that 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 I don't think I don't think Bray's fully into it. Matt, Matt, no, but I get the feeling that Bray isn't as into it. I feel like this is what they should have done with with Jeff, and it should have been Jeff, and not like but then be him with his face paint on and and being the Enigma and doing his obsolete and whatever not and wearing the same robe and, and all of that stuff like they did in TNA. I know not the same, but do something different because I think the Bray stuff, I think it was weird. It was, they pulled the trigger on it way too early in my opinion, in terms of broken Matt. No, the Bray Wyatt linking with Matt. Yeah. I think they, they shot, they shot the load on the Woken thing. They they did it way too late, and not only that, um, they they didn't call it broken, which kind of which kind of irritates me a little bit, but because because if they called it broken, what you would have is you'd have 13, 14, 15 year olds who had no fucking clue about what happened in TNA. They could go and search and okay, TNA get a few more uh, YouTube video clicks out of it. But what they do is they look and they see what this sort of stuff is and then they go holy shit it's incredible i am fully invested in this and i see i mean if they kept the gimmick as it was and it working within that dynamic give matt some creative control over it which i don't think he has i don't think vince likes it i think vince hates it i think he really doesn't like it let's look at it like they we had the ultimate deletion and they've had 
nothing since then apart from promos where Matt's gone. Eh, it sounds like a fucking cheat. Exactly. And I think you're right. I don't think Vince likes it at all. And if Vince doesn't like it, then you're not having it. Yeah. No, but then they need to do something with it. I think the corner. So in that, I mean, uh, have Matt and Bray been on TV recently? I mean, they interfered in this match, didn't they? But other than that, I don't think they've oh, been in Oh, and the, the way they interfered and the the commentary that went with it just really bugged me. Because it was the idea that, obviously, they were about to go for a hot tag. Both sides were ready for a hot tag. Um, both B-team and Revival. And then all of a sudden, it was like, the, the horrible noise that you hear and the, the Bray Wyatt thing. And then they both stood on the apron, and then I think it was it was it Coach or Michael Cohen. I wonder how they got there. I was like, uh, I mean, if if it was just if they didn't say a word, or then oh my god, that's 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 all it would have taken. Yeah, uh, the bit. Um, to- it's over script. I think everything, and this is not just for this this storyline. Everything is too over scripted at the moment, and it's starting to show. Yeah, because I think. I don't want to sound horrible, but I think the indies are getting one over on WWE a lot at the moment. Or the yeah. NXT and, and, and NXT UK and NXT isn't an indie isn't an indie promotion. Classed as. No, it's not. It's it's a WWE production. It's made to look like an indie, but it's a WWE production with WWE production values. Yeah. Kevin T's are involved in it in some capacity in WWE production. It's just made to look just because it's in a dingy bingo hall somewhere in Cambridge or in Full Sail University. It doesn't mean it it, it won't translate to um, uh, the Madison Square Garden or um Arena in wherever it is the one in Scotland or NEC or at a or at Insomnia, where they're going to be soon. It's the same thing. It's just made to look like it, it would cater to the indie audience. They're trying to they're trying to create an indie scene of their own uh, with WWE production values. And that's, you know, that's fine. That's working, very clearly working. You loved your experience at NXT UK. Oh, yeah, definitely. God, I love NXT pay-per-views uh, uh, or their takeovers. I still don't watch the weekly show, which I should be, but... I love the takeovers and I'm really, really looking forward to the next one coming up. But it's, I don't necessarily think they're getting one over. It, it, I think it's more, you've watched a lot more indies recently and your taste is swayed over towards the indie scene because. Yeah. Uh, no. Just. Whoever else. Smoothman, just remember what you said about World of Sport last week and how shit the commentary was on that. Oh, oh, wait, wait! I've got some more for later. Wait just, for later. I don't, I don't think. I think the the problem is yes, there is a lot of script. I think it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, Renee Young is being announced as on commentary on Ooh. Raw next week. It'll be interesting to see whether she her enthusiasm for wrestling can come through or whether it's too script. Because I think it. We'll find out whether it's the fact that Coachman and the Mag or the rest of them are all bored, or whether it is the fact that the scripting is holding them back so much. I think it might be a bit of both. Yeah, well, I saw the bit where Rene was doing the introduction of the May Young Classic with Beth Phoenix and Michael Cole. And I was like watching it, and every time Michael Cole spoke, I was like, Ugh, shut up. 
And then when Beth Phoenix and, and Renee Young was talking, I was like, oh, actually, they're, they're big. Because obviously it's not actually a match, but they're bigging them up. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that Renee Young, this is her entry into commentary a little bit. Um, I don't know if they've announced who the commentary teams are for Evolution yet, have they? It will probably. Not that I'm aware. Young, this 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 is sink or swim for Renee, and if she can if she can pull it off on Raw, then then they'll give her the Evolution pay per view guaranteed. Beth will definitely be involved because she's been doing a lot of um a lot of work commentary work at the Performance Center. Uh, and um, I'd like Corey involved in intent because Corey and Renee got a really good dynamic. Mm. Corey's just Corey's good because he's never scripted. I don't think. Or if he is, he doesn't show it. He's he's scripted. They're they're all scripted. It just yeah. um, it's just he knows how to sell what he's saying without it being on a piece of paper in front of him. It's like saying you must use these words. It this and has, and he's able to manipulate what's on paper to make it not sound like it's been thrown at him by Vince. Yeah, I like that. And um, Michael Cole, I I don't I don't despise Michael Cole. He's a lot better than he used to be. Oh, so, definitely. I mean, I still don't like the fact that he said things are about to be broken when the Hardys came out. You know, when the Hardys returned, he went, things are about to be broken. It's like, oh, cringe. It really works. I mean, um, just when I was top of my head, um, when Daniel Bryan won the world title, when the, won the um, WWE title at uh, WrestleMania 30, Michael Cole excited was really, that was really passionate. And I really liked that. But when you don't have, when he doesn't have Vince in his ear telling him what to say, he go he sounds a bit more normal. Mm. That's it. That's the point. Well, that was a long <laughs> contrast of what we were talking about from <laughs> the deleters of worlds. But I think it yeah. needs to be said. Yeah. Um, again, I just think this bit. I don't. It's all they're they're trying to build the deleters of worlds to have their rematch because the last one didn't go how they wanted. But I, I have a feeling this is going to be the SummerSlam's going to be the pay per view of triple threats. Well, haven't they announced that this one is a triple threat? I well, they've, annou- they've read... announced the SmackDown match. That's a triple threat, didn't they? The women's. And then there's another triple threat that's probably going to be somewhere. So I was like, oh, here we go again. This is going to be another triple threat. I, I want da- I want Dash and um, Dawson and Wilder to actually be in the title match themselves and not have the deleters of worlds and give us a rest from them a little bit. Because what it's going to be is with the revival in it, that just means that they're there to take the pin. Bury. Bury them now. Stop, he's already dead. No, just pin Matt or Bray and just have have the revival take the titles and oh, let's yeah. have some actual tag team westling on Raw for a change. Yeah. I mean, you look you look at that last match on SmackDown. Fucking incredible match. With um well, we'll get to it, but you know what I mean? That's how tag wrestling can be done and should be done more often. But then you have tag matches like what happens on Raw, and you're like, "It's the new piss break." Yeah, it is. You're right. The Absolutely. women used to be the piss break. Now it's not. It's now the tag division on Raw, which is a sad, sad state of affairs for the tag team division. Good for the women, obviously, because they yeah. used to be the ones who used <laughs> to get that treatment. But it just shows you the difference these days. Like, 
be cut angle when he's talking, to be honest. Yeah. Have any of you cared about any tag team match on WWE since Mania? Because I haven't. SmackDown, SmackDown's New, New Day versus The Bar on SmackDown was a really, really good match. Okay, let me rephrase that. Tag title match. <laughs> many hours, many hours later. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't, to be honest. Right. That's, that just shows the, how how the the raw ones are booked badly. But SmackDown um, is better. It is, but I don't care about the Bludgeon Brothers. I just couldn't give a monkeys. I, it's not that I don't care about the Bludgeon Brothers. It's just I think that by having such an OP team, which is what they are, they're OP as fuck. Massively hoping. So then you've got an OP team that you can't beat. Then you're like, well, no matter what happens, whoever Bludgeon Brothers will be facing the New Day, the New Day won't win it. They won't beat the other one. So it's just going to continue over and over and over and over again. They put the title on them too soon, personally. I think. Well, also, why did the New Day win? And I know we'll get there on SmackDown later, but why not have the bar against them? Because we haven't seen that before. Whereas we've seen the Bludgeon Brothers murder the Newsday already. You've stolen my argument. Sorry. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, people have forgotten in 10, 20 minutes time. Yeah. Uh, I think there's only three things left to talk about. Uh, we've already touched on it a little bit, or I did at the start, about Paul Heyman's weird, ugly crying face. Um, Fantastic. I, I love it. I did yeah. like it a lot. Proper promo. Oh. I don't know whether this is where it, I think when you said, "Oh, is it going to be all a ruse for Roman Reigns?" This really put it into my mind as, mm, "Yeah, it could be because he's shunning away from answering questions. He hasn't come out and said, yeah, that's it. Me and him are done. We're over.' He's not come out and said, "No, yeah, we're still together.'" He said, "Oh, he's not returning my calls or whatever." Blah 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 blah. blah. But then he did come out and say at the end. This Lesnar is probably the most violent you will get because of his mindset. He's going to come out. He's going to come in and pretty much, you might as well have just said, murder Roman Reigns. You see, like, I, I kind of think you guys are overthinking this. I think WWE are just playing the fact that in their universe, Paul Heyman's been Brock Lesnar's mate for 17, 18 years at this point. All right, he screwed him over and helped the big show in, like, 2004. But apart from that, they're supposed to have been client and ad then for like 15 years. So if you've had that relationship screwed up in one night as Paul Heyman, you would be distraught and trying to find out what's going on. I, I, I really, unless they're going to swerve it massively and have him come out with somebody else, I don't think they're going to do the whole... Oh, that was all a ruse, and actually, uh, Brock is my mate, and I'm going to save well, He was asked that question, wasn't he? He was asked, "Oh, are you going to? Who would you like to work with?" Yeah. Um, and he didn't answer it. He says, "No, not not." He just he just really answer it. He just says, "How dare you think that I'm going to jump ship to whoever I feel like?" Yeah, but- didn't he say it was a stupid to ask twelve uh, a week ago? You wouldn't have asked me a week ago. Why are you asking it now? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, bear in mind that not only will this possibly be Lesnar's last match, will probably be Lesnar's last match for WWE, it will also be Heyman's last major interaction 
in WWE. Probably it could be his last interaction. Just just bear that in mind. Heyman doesn't like Heyman likes to go out with a bang. So that's 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 just what keeps going through my head. I keep thinking something Heyman's gonna be involved because because Lesnar turned on him. So Heyman's gonna have some involvement in this match. It's not gonna be him just shouting from the sidelines. No. Heyman definitely gonna be involved. Roman. Heyman to F five Roman. <laughs> I've just I I've also had this thought in the back of my head since last week as well. Is this where WWE try and pull the trigger on having Heyman with Reigns? No. Yeah. That's that's not it's not a massive It doesn't work because because it's a fleeting little idea in the back of my head. To to me personally, Reigns is actually quite decent on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, oh, we need to give him to to well, the reins because of that. But if Heyman's involved, then Heyman would be the guy to do the promos. Heyman doesn't want to do week to week work either. Let's be let's be honest. He doesn't want to be in there every week because he's got his own. He's got loads of other businesses. He doesn't. He's not in WWE every week. He's there to promote no. match for for, for Lesnar. But I, I'd like him to work with someone else. Sure, but. I can't see it being Roman on the basis that Reigns is decent on the mic as it is. Heyman would have to have all the mic for it to work, which is why he was Cesaro's guy, because Cesaro was the foreigner who couldn't speak English and had no personality and wasn't able to talk on a mic. But why do they give him to CM Punk? What about him taking Paul Ellering's place and being with the AOP? What? What about him going to the AOP and taking whatever his name was? But then that means the AOP would hardly be on TV. They're hardly on TV now. Well, I mean, like, they'd be dribs and drabs and it'd just be a bit... I hate how right you were then about CM Punk as well. <laughs> Sorry. Shit, you completely destroyed my argument there. Lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just don't know. I think I'm what I'm kind of not predicting what's going to happen with the Lesnar and Rain stuff with Heyman because I, I know I'll probably be proven wrong. So I'm just going to probably sit back and go, go on then, show me what you can do and we'll see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm fully invested in the idea that Heyman is definitely going to be involved. Mm. Not, I think... Not right. Yeah, I think you've talked to me. He's got to, he's got to be involved in the finish in some way, hasn't he? Yep. Then we had the boss and hug connection. Well, God, is that what they're actually calling them? Apparently, it was on Twitter the other day. I don't okay. know. They, I saw on Twitter that they wanted to have a new name for their finisher, which is where she does a Bailey to belly into a bank statement backstabber thing. Uh, or the other way around, I can't remember which one it was. And and the, some of the comments were just like hilarious. Back home. <laughs> it was just like oh, no yeah. or go away or <laughs> stuff like that. And I was just like, brilliant. She's fighting each other anymore. We liked it when well, we didn't even we didn't like it, but we liked the idea of there actually being something going on with you guys where you fight. Mm. But they're now wearing matching outfits. Then, sort of. There isn't a women's tag division, so what's the fucking point? There's not a what? A women's tag division. No. Point. 
but then someone but that, that was also another thing as well which i saw it was on instagram and it said oh would you like to see these two take over the women's tag di tag division and i was like <laughs> sorry that was reaction to dropping thing. i was like there isn't, there isn't one you've just announced that there's going to be one isn't there going to be something uh, well, that that's that's the revolution gone then isn't it yeah I, uh, mystery but who really who really cares about if they can't do the men's tag division right how are they going to do a women's tag division <laughs> terribly Twenty odd women on the main roster for all, all right. Like you could have two belts, but realistically, Charlotte and Asuka are the only people that have challenged for the SmackDown belt. And we've had Nia Jax versus whatever in it, Alexa Bliss, for the last like six months on the other belt. So all the other women are just sat there doing nothing. And the, and, the, and the tag division would just be Riot Squad and the. Hug and boss connection, or whatever they're calling themselves. Have Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. But I'm really just. How many times are we going to have to see the Riot Squad face Bailey and Sasha? Is it not like every week now? Yeah. Is anybody else bored? Not really, because yeah. I like um, I like Ruby Riot. Yeah, but she, she hasn't been here for the last three weeks. That's well, she is back. So Ruby Riot is back. She was there to help with the distraction. Very decent pop for that as well. Yeah. And she was because she was wearing a hood, so you couldn't see who it was. I was like, everybody knows who this is. Is it Sami Zayn? <laughs> but um, yeah, so the Logan and Morgan win because of the outside distraction from a hooded figure. Um, Ruby Riot. Where and I instantly thought Logan Paul. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Logan Paul? Don't, because I've been watching a lot of Logan Paul videos recently. Just to. I don't. No, right, okay. <laughs> I need to kind of explain myself. Do you know I, the, K, the KSI Logan Paul thing? Are, are you. Yes, I, I'm well involved in all this. Are you buying Maverick merch for your students or something? No. You, you must be. Yes, no. that, that's why you bought yourself some Maverick merch. No. Your Maverick backpack on. I think, no, did you not see my tweet from like a week ago? No. I abused KSI and Logan Paul about how they're both what I call cockwombles. Well, yeah, they are, but it's... Yeah, so I hate them, but I wanted to see what all this fuss was about with their fight and Trudor, Geordie was involved, so I had to watch some videos. Oh, no, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I think it's been very, it's very, it's very entertaining. And it's going to be in a wrestling ring. I've, I've watched KSI's content for about six or seven years. I mean, I, I sort of dipped out for, for a long time and then came back to his content about two years ago. And yeah, it's, um, I quite enjoy it, to be honest. I don't like the, the poll stuff because it's just weird. I mean, it's way too many jump cuts and a lot of emotes on the screen. Is that when he goes? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit weird. Yeah. I love how we've gone from Logan, as in the wrestler, to Logan Paul. That was quite funny. We've also spent an hour on Raw, and we've not finished it yet. No, I know. Um, Fulfilling so much, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Logan and Morgan win. End um, of. And then we had Ronda Rousey's first match on Raw against Alicia Fox. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that sort of... 
Yeah, harmonic style. Should we do it? <laughs> it's gonna be low in low. Fox. 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 <laughs> I'll go wedding that. And enjoy. That was I'm, fun. I've got like on audacity. It's just a long line. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Alicia Fox is terrible in the ring. I think yeah. we discussed this last week, and awesome Northern Light Suplex, <laughs> amazing Northern Light Suplex. Trust me, you watch it. She has got the best Northern Light Suplex. Is it the only thing she can do? <laughs> She's a Nakamura, guys. We <laughs> 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 got one move. Oh, what's Whoa! Whoa. Uh, Elsa's kicks or punches. Yo, sorry, yeah. sorry, Tim. Have you just seen the tweet that Jack sent us? So no. He's at work. He's working late. But Colt Cabana's filed a lawsuit against CM Punk. Yeah. No way. Yeah. The damages for legal fees that CM Punk said he was going to pay and then didn't pay and then tried to charge Colt Cabana some instead. Well, it's funny, but the money, the money, so I'm, I'm really sorry to take this all off on a tangent. It's quarter to 10 UK time on Thursday the 9th. And we've just, we've just found this out now. So from what I gather, because because I've been I tried to keep up to, up to date with it, with the lawsuit because it was fascinating, but I mean WWE and P- Punk was happy to go to court because he's got many many millions of pounds. He's happy to do all this sort of stuff. Cole Cabana hasn't. Cole Cabana was dragged into this lawsuit for no reason, but had to spend basically every dime he had to defend himself. Otherwise, he could have been. Otherwise, if he lost, he'd have had to pay out millions anyway. So. Yeah, I can fully understand why he's, he's filing. I wouldn't understand why he's filing a lawsuit against Punk, though. Well, it says here, according to the lawsuit, Punk had agreed to help Cabana with the legal fees from the duo's battle with the WWE doctor, Chris Amann. Cabana is claiming that Punk said in a text uh, his fees would be 100% covered, but has failed to help, and Cabana has was left with a $513,000 unpaid legal bill. Punk... Wow allegedly then asked Cabana to pay half of the legal fees and then uh, when Cabana said he couldn't afford it, just said, well, you're on your own then, mate. Yeah, because Cole Cabana has charged him 50 grand on me. He's a fucking indie wrestler. Yeah. Bearing in mind, aren't these supposed to be like best buds? No, they fell out. Um, from, 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 from reading interviews with Punk before and, and, how, and how he is, he's a very sort of, he's, he's a strange character in the way that if he if he doesn't want to if he doesn't want to do with you anymore, he will just cut you out completely, cut you out of his life for life, uh, cut you out of him. Can you do that with Corey Groves? But yeah, he yeah he fell out once with Corey Groves over something so minor. Never spoke to him again. Same with Chris, same with Chris Jericho, if I remember correctly. He he accused uh, he accused Jericho of saying some things. Jericho said, "Well, absolutely no, that's not the case," and it cut him out for life. Um, oh no no no! It was Jericho sent Punk a text, uh, not long after he he decided to leave WWE. I was like, hey, are you okay, man? How's things going on? Punk saw that as, as Jericho trying to get information out of him to, 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 uh, to talk about on his own podcast. So just cut him out. Um, oh, God, yeah. I mean, but then he bought Jerry Mercury's house because he was, he was foreclosing. And then he bought his house for him. Uh, and that was like a $500,000 house. He gave him a check for it and bought the house. And then, I mean, Colt Cabana and Punk have been friends for years and years and years. And not long after the, the podcast came out, Punk just severed all ties with him. And that's it. 
the only time they spoke again was basically in the run-up to the um, trial. Mm. Mad. Craziness. It's, it's sad, really. And hopefully they could sort it out without um, that being any further further problems. Put them in the ring. Settle it via match. <laughs> well, might well be all in. So. Breaking news on the podcast, everybody. When it, when it comes out, it's going to be, what, three yeah. days old. Welcome <laughs> back to uh, who actually he copied it from no DQ. So, yeah. Thank you, no DQ, for the update. Shall we? Uh, via Jack. Yeah, yeah well, should we get back to Alicia for... <laughs> Ring like an empty track boot. Oh, what? Yeah. I said, uh, should we get back to Rowdy throwing Alicia Fox around the ring like an empty tracksuit? Oh, oh, my God. That's why I said it was, she can't wrestle. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that. It was the judo throws were vicious. Yes, they were. They were very... Fox was getting to her feet before Rousey was ready to pull her up again. Like, she can't sell to save her life. I don't well, understand. she, she no-sold something else, didn't she, the other week? The yeah, eclipse. She... That was it. She no sold the eclipse. I think. What? Yeah, she no sold it. She literally from the eclipse. She rolled out of the ring back to her feet again. Total <laughs> <laughs> sense. Wrestling. Uh, but um, the idea was that it, it was pretty much the the match was trying to get Bliss to interfere, and she did try and do it a couple of times. Obviously, Natalia got involved. This made me laugh even more, though. The fact that Alexa Bliss tried to push Natalia into the ring post. Bearing in mind, she hardly touched her. She literally went, like, really slowly pushed her. And then Natalia walked really slowly to the ring post. And then went, <gasps> did anybody else not see that? No, I didn't see that. But I, I, I would like to see those animations again, maybe. <laughs> funny. But uh, so unfortunately, this is a podcast and people don't actually take it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, maybe we need to have audio description for, for everybody to see what I'm doing. Moved his arms and then slowly <laughs> moved towards the camera. And then gently rolled against it and then slightly rolled back again. His arms raised, terrified. <laughs> I have the description before because I, I couldn't find the button to change it off my remote. <laughs> Yeah, I press it off, and then all I heard was Peppa Pig turned to the left. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, fine. What button on my remote that stops this? From <laughs> minutes later, I thought, oh, fuck, I just threw it away, and then eventually it stopped happening. <laughs> Fair enough. Ignore it long enough, and it'll fix itself. That's the Chris way of dealing with things. Exactly. It works. Um, I'd. He's good to. Obviously, Ronda's not going to lose. Like Ronda's beating the shit out of She's going to destroy Alicia Fox. And then I just... Oh. It was a nothing match, really. But it wasn't. It, well, it, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was there to elevate Ronda as this absolute badass. As I say, Brett versus Sean out of them two arguing in this position. It's not a top-of-the-table clash. It's Alicia Fox, who's not a very good wrestler, who can do a good Northern Lights suplex and scream quite a lot against Ronda Rousey, who's still reasonably green in the ring, but will murder you. She will take your arm, pull it off, and then hit you with it. I really hate her new armbar, though, because it's like, it's like a sort of... She bends it, doesn't she? It's like a, her arm sort of like... 
at like a 45 degree angle. That's not an arm bar. That's just hugging someone's arm. <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's... I think maybe she accidentally kept putting people in a proper armbar and ripping their ligaments apart in the training centre. Well, I have a feeling it's the way she lands because what she does is she gets their arm, doesn't she? And then when she when then she just jolts back and lands on a on the mat yeah. with their arm. So obviously, if she holds holds it in a straight position and yanks it back, it's going to break someone's well, I mean, someone's arm. But, but the but what from what I remember, Del Rio. Awesome. Don't worry, he's doing awesome, Mamba. So does Shinsuke. Shinsuke. He's a good submissions wrestler, I'll give you that. <laughs> One nil, Chris. But no, it, it, no they, 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 they used to have to do a really good armbar, as in they would, they would hyperextend the arm. But another thing they might play off here is Bliss is heavily double-jointed, and they're going to try that angle again, because uh, Bliss is able to sort of bend her elbow out of shape. You see, you've seen it once or twice before. I'm sure you have. It's happened once or twice. Yeah, I think it made me want to vomit. Yeah, it, yeah she's really heavily he uh, double-jointed and she can bend it, sort of sl uh, slightly hyper-extend it. So, 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 so if you're on straight, you can sort of slightly longer than that. I mean, my missus is very, very much double-jointed. Yeah, no, you can. Your, your, your arm ever so slightly arches. Yeah, yeah, it's arched rather than dead straight. Yeah. So, yeah, it's because she tried it. Who was she fucking painting? It was someone like, it was um, Becky Lynch because she does a disarmer. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh my god, my arm she broke!" And then, and then she goes, "Ha it's not. It's a ruse." And then kicked her in the head. Or wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> oh no, this match has to stop because because her arm got broken. Well, throw the X's up, guys. Um, pussies. Why did I just say that? I don't even know. <laughs> there was an interview at the end, and that was weird. And then Alexa Bliss pushed past Natalia, who just stood there and watched her hit Ronda Rousey in the back of the head. Natalia then, is just, when she's not wrestling, is just useless. Yeah. She really is. Like, even the thing on the outside of the ring where she was pushed into the ring rope, into the ring post, she's just like, ah. And then it's like. <laughs> you know, it reminds, me of, it reminds me of the old SmackDown games, and when they're days, they just do that sort of weird bump. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when she's in the ring and she just stands there, watches her run past her. Yeah. But it's she that weird sort of the legs are planted on the floor, yet the rest of the body just sort of moves round in a circle. Finish your time. That's all I remember from that. L one, L one, quickly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rousey then fought her off and stuff. Yeah, and then Alexa Bliss ran away again because that's what she's good at. Rousey's post-match promo was pretty decent. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. So you, can, you can hug that title as much as you want. You know, come SummerSlam, it'll be mine. <laughs> I wish you did. Do you know what I wish you'd have said? You might be hugging that tightly now, but I'm going to rip it out of your hands. I'm, I'm just going to rip both your arms off so you can't hold it. <laughs> yeah, or something to that effect. You've clearly not told her that, like, they're WWE mics, so you're supposed to drop them. Do you see the way she threw the mic at the floor and it bounced up over her fucking head? <laughs> yes, I did. I like, I, I could see Vince in the back. I go, that's gotta cost money, damn it. Don't throw them on the floor. The best bit was, like, when it first hit, there was a really loud noise. Doing. Came down, it was silent. <laughs> they clearly turned the mic off to try and see. There's a video, I can't remember, um, of. 
uh, someone decided to do an edit where it bounces off the floor and the mic goes up out of the arena, out into space, and just keeps going through. <laughs> Is it that one where it's like, do, 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 do. No, that, but it's sort of similar to that where it just sort of goes on and on and on. It doesn't stop. Oh, um, brilliant. We need to go on to SmackDown now. We yes, been- SmackDown indeed. Randy Orton promos, boring. Uh, disagree. That's because you all love Orton and I hate him. I don't. I don't particularly love Orton, but at the moment, I think Orton is the best. Uh, yeah, actually, that's not true because Samoa Joe is better. He's the second best on the mic in SmackDown. I know AJ's pretty good. I'd have Orton over AJ at the moment. Oh, but- so where that came from. So has he now come to this idea of I'm gonna take everybody down that you put up high and, and value? Is yeah. that is it like Legend Killer 2.0? The big problem I have is the promo he did at the start of this SmackDown. You could have put it put last week's promo in, in its place and it was pretty much identical. And you know how you were talking about things being far too overscripted earlier? Every time he talks about the the WWE universe, he says each and every one of you. And if you notice, like now that I've told you that, every single heel says that line in their promos when they're talking about the WWE universe. It, that that's been going for. It, it, it's a quick way to get heel heat. They, it's it's a quick because because Randy almost sort of getting cheered with what he was saying. So he went, I'll resu- I'll go to the each and every one of you line, which is the sort of. It's literally if there's a folder, you go click on the folder, heel, quick heel heat, right? Then check it out. <laughs> Randy Orton 2.0 voice. Well, to be honest, it's he's probably in lesson one at the performance center. Oh, lesson that's... one, heel promo, <laughs> go. It's the equivalent of saying the town's name to get to get cheap pop. It's it's the, it's the same thing. Yeah. Or oh, they get my pop. Okay, then eh, I can't remember the place in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Unless you're in some place and get it wrong, like somebody did. Where I live, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I just don't like Orton. I think that's why I'm not invested. Orton, badass Orton, I, I like, but it was just a bit same as last week. You know, just like, oh, okay, cool, fine. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, we had some sort of promo with Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Um, yeah, I wasn't before their match. I wasn't here last week, as you well know, because obviously you do. You were here. Um, I'm so pissed about this. I'm so so pissed off with this. Mm-hmm. Fucking why? Why? Throw, I've just hit my other laptop. Why did? Why throw Charlotte into it? Because they have to. They don't. Like, yeah, but I know, but no, but that's what they see it as. They have to put her in everything. Charlotte is the female Roman Reigns. Ooh. I'd say Ooh. it's Reigns. just like a dad. Uh, I yeah. I I hate her more than I hate Roman Reigns at the moment because why is she getting involved in this? Fuck off and wait another like. <laughs> Three weeks you had to fucking wait, and now you came in and you ruined everyone's fun. Piss off. Yeah, because we could have had a clean Becky Lynch win over Carmella, even though I was saying before that I think Carmella's going to win and can retain title for life. I have a feeling Charlotte's going to win it now. Charlotte's winning it, no question. Uh, it's, 
it's this idea of they. I genuinely think they're going to do the Bailey and Sasha thing, but on SmackDown, we could see the Becky Hill turn with this because they they even mentioned it, and there was a bit where they were doing their promo thing before they went out to the match against the Iconics, and they were like, "Oh, um, are we good?" And she was like, "Oh, I know you. I know you. I don't like the fact you're in this match, but." I respect you, and if I've got to win and beat the best, then so be it, kind of thing. And then they started saying, "Oh, should we do the tea? What is this? It's like the too sweet, but with a tea thing." Been doing that for a long time. I know, but I've never seen it on TV, so I was confused. I've been on TV, and it started on Instagram a long, long when Charlotte joined SmackDown. Her and Becky roomed together, so they became they they rode together. They were really close, so that's where the whole tea thing came from. Lynch, Irish, you know, UK ties. They treated you straight up time. Charlotte now likes tea. They're the tea, whatever it's called. Tea um, club. Tea sweet, baby. <laughs> Irish in the UK, because, like, you will get Irish people who will murder you for that. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, okay, fine. They're, they're, it's the UK. I, I don't <laughs> part of Ireland Becky's from. Sounds like the public, and I'm just completely and utterly. I'm now going to get murdered. I'm sorry for for clearly clearly misrepresenting Ireland, but okay, fine. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Back back to this whole thing. The only redeeming factor, because Becky won't win this. The only redeeming factor I can see out of this is a Becky Lynch heel turn, genuinely. But then there's already a heel in the match, so I don't know how it's going to work. Like my big criticism of this, you, like Becky is the most overfaced woman on SmackDown by a billion miles. You could have had her have a clean win over Carmella and you would have got the pop of the fucking night. It would have just been absolutely incredible. And they've got, oh, look, Charlotte's boobs are better. And yep. now Charlotte's back in the match. But if you, you could have looked at it this way as well. And if they're going to do a Becky versus Charlotte thing, they could have got had Charlotte be healed because Charlotte can... Can heal as well, and it could have been where if you had Carmella and Becky, Becky wins clean over Carmella. Carmella runs off. Um, you could have that Charlotte comes out, helps celebrate, and then goes and wow. turns around and just bang. My turn now. I'm going to take that off you, and you're yeah. getting in my way. That would really, really work. But no. But the problem with it is that Charlotte is one of the ones on the side of the WWE production trucks that go from town to town, and they don't necessarily like having heels on the side of the buses that go from town to town. But I think we're all a bit sick of, and we're not sick of it, but we don't want to see it anymore, the sympathetic baby face for for Becky Lynch. We want Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch now needs to win. Yeah. Because otherwise, any momentum that she's had over the last... Since the squash it. Since the rumble is gone. Any momentum that she's progressed over the last four or five or six months, it's just evaporated like that. The discipline mm-hmm. straight away. Because at that point, we go, well, she's not going to win it, no matter what. We're just not going to care anymore. Um, I, I can't see any result out of it that makes sense other than an Ellsworth interference and Carmella retains. Oh, don't do that. Please don't. No, I know. I know what you're thinking, and yeah, it fucking sucks. But to ki- and and this and this is to keep faith with Becky here. 
that I guess that the, the, in theory, if Charlotte's not going to win it, they're throwing her in it to make it a bigger draw, a bigger occasion, because she's a fucking good wrestler. Probably the best women's wrestler on the roster, bar none. I personally, mm. uh, yes, yes, I know Matt doesn't like the moonsault, and that's fine, but I've got no problems with the moonsault. I, I just it needs to be a special occasion thing, and not and not hit against the iconic's arms. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't need to draw, you know to throw that out on the SmackDown. It's um, you know, you don't, that 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 needs to be a start. That's a star attraction move. That's that's a last resort <laughs> death move. Yeah, yeah, the fact that it hit the arms made it less believable. Well, oh my God, no, no, it is Elsa. Elsa's going to interfere because it's a triple threat. No DQ. Elsa's interfering. Cheers, guys. Yeah, but fuck off, Elsa. No, because El- isn't El- no. Ellsworth, Ellsworth is wrestling with big Kaz. <laughs> he's not a he contract. He's not. He's not a tight. He's not a tied-in wrestler. He's. He's not. He's not a fucking wrestler, is he? On the uh, on the WWE roster, he's a valet that can come in and come in and go when he when, you know when he's told to. He was he was told to come in to do three dates, and he did those three dates. But he can come and go whenever. He made an appearance uh, a night after being on an indie. It happens, mate. You know, he's tagging. Yes, he's you know, he fought Jerry Lawler like literally. Jerry Lawler had a match like a couple of days ago, yeah, in and stuff. And Ellsworth was in the match, so you know, but then Ellsworth will it's it, it that's the only other reason I can see it. Um, because obviously, triple threats is no DQ, so then that that leads Ellsworth interference being a genuine factor. We'll see. We'll see. If that's the case. AJ Styles. Nice promo. His head yeah. irritating me now. He's <laughs> getting very long. It's fucking annoying, man. Just cut his short. Um he just he he said that he he Samoa's Joe's statements were true, pretty much. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't spend time with my wife and kids. I do. I love what I do. I've been with yeah. my 20 years and she's a single mother what was that he literally said i've been with my wife for 20 years now and i've made her a single mother which makes no sense like i i get what he's trying to say yeah. but he just didn't come out right a little bit better than yeah it's, it's not a good thing mr styles with all due respect but hey it was it was a fine promo. Samoa Joe looks like he's had a looks like he's had a couple of he's had a couple of potatoes thrown at him or something. Jesus Christ! He, he's got a couple. He's got some nasty black eye issue going on there. <laughs> no, no, he's fine. It's a very good promo. I really like Samoa Joe. Really, really, really like Samoa. I'm actually really excited for this match because it kind of they've I, already fought each other in TNA. I'm yeah. gonna say. Together for years. Have they? Did they fight in Japan or not? Was they? Were they in Japan at the same time? Don't so, think. He's not been in. He's not been in like you know the recent New Japan stuff over the, the evolution over the last three or four years. He's basically been TNA, and then went did a few indies and then came to WWE. They were t- they were together in TNA for a while in that stable that was the Axis of Evil or whatever they called it. It wasn't that at all. Aces and Eights. Yeah, whatever it's called. They were together. They were a genuinely good stable. But anyway, go on. Yeah, they were together a bit, and then they feuded, and they had a couple of main events in TNA pay-per-views that I've seen clips of, but nothing more. 
but apparently they were like five star matches or six star matches for the melt. I genuinely think it's now time to change the title. I, I I'm starting to think it. AJ's getting. Look, don't get me wrong. I I love AJ Styles. Phenomenal. <laughs> Good. But no, I know. Fantastic. Standby. I am on. I fucking hell. But I genuinely think that. It needs a title change now because AJ's character is starting to get a little stale, if I'm honest. And it, yeah, and I think having the title on Samoa Joe would be a good move. Uh, yeah, I, this, this Nakamura feud has killed a lot of his momentum. I mean, he doesn't fucking title, but it's 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 lowered his stock, I think. And I think an, a really, really, really good match with Samoa Joe. Could elevate him. Could elevate him again, and maybe, just maybe, we'll actually see the WWE title actually headline a fucking pay per view for a change. No, it hasn't headlined a pay per view in how many years? I think we said. I think we said it was a year. Dual Jewel branded. It's over two years. It hasn't headlined a, a, even the SmackDown exclusive ones this calendar year. But that was it. That was the one that I found of the week, wasn't it? Yeah. We haven't mentioned. I don't know whether it was mentioned last week, but the lunatic is due back. Ambrose is now fit. He's been at the PC. So he's been at the PC and he's um apparently he's ready and raring to go. So, he's on, isn't he? Huh? On a raw contract though, not SmackDown. Yeah, that's just something I remembered just now, actually. But yeah, in theory, you know, could see him appearing at SummerSlam. I'd really like that to be honest. I'd actually like him to go to SmackDown if I'm honest. Yeah. I want I don't want the Shield reunion again. It was fucking it was great for a week. They've got some new merch out of it, but then, you know, well, yeah, Meltzer mentioned this, didn't it? On his either his podcast or something recently, they were talking about it on either what culture or cultaholic or whatever they're all called. But um, they're saying that the B team win at SummerSlam, and then uh, once Ambrose and Rollins see off. McIntyre and Ziggler, then Ambrose and Rollins are going to get the Raw title belts. So then you're going to have all of Shield. them with all the belts. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll do the Shield split. Again. And then Ambrose will be the heel. Oh, that'd be no, I, better. Have you seen Ambrose work as a heel before? No. On you like to. They, they were they, the shield were heel at the beginning, but like he's a fucking psycho. <laughs> he's like um, he's like um, pre WWE work as a heel. It's out of this world. He lives the character. It's yeah. meant very, very good. They've got to bring him back as a face to get that pop, haven't they? But I think they need to turn him as quite as soon when he gets back. You're right. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, what you could do is you could you could have the uh, have him return and get a massive, massive pop, and then turn on someone straight away, just like that. That'd be amazing. Comes out to the ring, and then you get you get all three of them doing the the shield bro fist thing, and then you know, ah, uh, an an, el- an elbow to Reigns' face, uh, dirty deeds to dirty deeds to Seth Rollins, dirty deeds to to Reigns. Sam's there, holds the title up. Fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to SmackDown. I'm so sorry with the tangents. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's great. We missed it. Um, Lana versus Selena Vega part two. Uh, before the match, we had Aiden English 
come well Rusev first of all said look Lana I'm sorry I need to be there for when you're in matches blah 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 Aiden English comes across and says I apologize uh, they accept his apology but say don't come to the ring this time obviously shenanigans happen in the match with Almas and Rusev Aiden English comes to help but inadvertently attacks uh, Almas by hitting him towards the top rope where Lana is stood Lana gets hit, falls over, unconvincingly, may I add, um, and then loses. The best, best part of that, she was halfway up climbing up the outside of the ropes. <laughs> Her leg gets hit, she climbs up another rope and then falls forward. <laughs> That's a shame because I thought Lana had a really good match. She's got a lot better in the ring. Oh, yeah, she definitely has. Um, in the ring now. I mean, she's not a Rousey or, a, or you know anyone like that. I was going to say Nia Jax. Some reason, but no, she's she, exactly that. That's a stretch, but I mean, this is going to lead to the Rusev heel turn, and I don't like. I don't want because he's going to turn on Aiden English. He's going to turn on English because because English isn't going to turn on Rusev because because no. Rusev works better as a heel. As much as I love the fact that Rusev Day's a thing, Rusev's a good heel. Any, he? he's a good working heel. He is. And, and it's a guaranteed, guaranteed heel heat because he's a foreigner. But then again, it just leaves... That's going to happen. It's going to leave Andre Cien Almas with something else to do. He needs to go and do something else. Which, in some ways, if you think about Samojo AJ Styles, if Samojo wins, could you elevate Almas straight into the title picture? That doesn't work, though, because uh, Almas is a heel, though, isn't he? True. But is Joe a heel? Joe is definitely a heel. Yeah. I'd say so. Joe's a tweener. Joe, Joe's in the middle. Personally, I think Joe's in the middle. He's he's not... A, he's How do I put it? He gets the crowd participation, but he's a heel on the mic. Inside. He... It's it's more... If, if you look at it law standards, he's chaotic. Chaotic? No, no, maybe even chaotic neutral. If you think about it, because he doesn't... I mean, he doesn't run in and save the day or anything, but... He, he just sort of does his own thing. He, do, he does what he wants rather than act as a heel or act as a face. He's, he doesn't do either of those things. He's more himself. And, and, and that's why I quite like that. There, there's shade to grey on either side with, with Samojo. Either way, he's going to get monster pop on the fucking, on the pay-per-view. He'll get monster pop no matter what because it's Samojo. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wants. And that's why I love him. He's genuinely my, probably my second favourite wrestler at, at Kevin Owens at the moment. And even, I mean, I don't, I'm not enjoying Kevin Owens' work at the minute, so probably some of Joe's my favourite, I'd say, at the minute. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Vegas, Vega won. Yeah. Almas and Vega look massive heels and do well. Uh, Byron Saxton then had an interview with The Miz, which was weird because he wasn't actually in the ring. Um... <laughs> But he was on the set of Mrs. and Ms. and Mrs., which apparently is somewhere near where Daniel Bryan was. <laughs> it was backstage, guys. <gasps> it was backstage. Last week, when he was on the set of Mr. and Mrs., and he was in the same room that Brock Lesnar was in because the same photo was behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, again, this they they pulled the trigger on it. We know it's gonna happen at SummerSlam. It's and I can't wait. It's I think this is my favourite match that I'm looking forward to. 
I think this one might fall a bit flat. I think it's going to be a good match, but it's not the one that we were all anticipating because, honestly, I don't think... I, I, I have to agree with what Mick was saying in terms of I don't think Daniel Bryan is as good as he was in the ring. I, I just don't. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, Daniel Bryan's still amazing in the ring, but he's not at the sort of WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 31, WrestleMania 30 level again. But mm. he's not really match fit, is he? Like he's, I know he's been wrestling for, what, four months at this point, but I think this is the perfect time that you have The Miz win this match, then you can go, well, The Miz is like, oh, I'm done with this now. Daniel Bryan then has to build himself up over the next five months, gets to the Rumble, gets himself in a position where he can then, between the Rumble and, and uh, Mania, say, look, I am now a better wrestler than I was at SummerSlam. I want another go at Daniel uh, uh, The Miz. I think that's how they should play this out. I like the idea of it, but long t- they don't do long-term booking very often. Um, well, this one has been, if you think about it. Well, because they, he was... Right. Story. Right, I say long booking. I mean, no, no, it's not long term booking. What this is is it was something you cannot say that 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 interview on Talking Smack is what's led to this moment because it's not true. Because yes, the Talking Smack thing happened and it was fantastic. And what it did is it elevated Miz from here to the top with that with just that promo alone on Talking Smack. However long, which is why I missed that show so much. But you've got. You know, the, the only reason that this match is happening is it's because it's what everyone wants. Everyone's been saying, okay, okay, then, Miz, so when are you going to fight Daniel Bryan? Okay, Daniel, when are you going to fight Miz? Daniel Bryan, you're going to come back for one match. Are you going to fight Miz? And things like that. It's been, that's the only reason that this match is happening. It's not, um, it's not, it's not, not other than that. It's, not, it's been an organic build rather than a WWE scripted build, if you see what I'm saying. But it's worked. Because it's organic. Well, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that it's, it's not been a long build match, but they don't do long term future planning. I mean, I reckon that they'll probably have, they'll, they'll probably have best three. Um, Miz will win this one, Daniel Bryan will win the next one, Daniel Bryan will win the one after, and it'll be over by Royal Rumble. Personally, it'd be good, but it'll be over by, it'll probably be over by the Rumble. Hmm. Hmm. But I, I, yeah. So he, Daniel Bryan attacked him. Backstage, supposedly, um, which was quite nice to see Daniel Bryan because it kind of teeters Daniel Bryan on he's going to turn a little bit. I know it's, it's the nasty side of Daniel Bryan, which you we don't, just don't see very often. It was very good, very nice. Kicked the shit out of him. Yes, he did. And then <laughs> the Miz smashed a plant on him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that you hit him between the shoulder blades rather than the back of the head, though? Well, yeah, because it's wrestling. They don't do headshots anymore. Even with fake glass. Concussion protection mode. Yeah. <laughs> um, this bit that I'm moving on to next, the R-Truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, but R-Truth is hilarious. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It's just the way he goes. Um, he goes up to Shinsuke during his interview and goes, Shinsuke, I want your title. I want a title match against you at SummerSlam. Bear in mind, it's already going to be Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke anyway. And then he goes, I know what I need to do. Have a match against Carmella. 
I just love how he he plays this stupid, absolute moronic card, and it's wasn't great. wasn't our truth supposed to be a thing like four or five years ago? He was going to be the next big thing. Well, yeah, like, when he was facing John Cena, probably. He's a very, very, very old man. But he, yeah, but I don't like. I, if he did it every week and he was there every week, I I just go, this is boring. It's rubbish, but because he's in dribs and drabs every now and then, you see our troop come and do something stupid. I laugh my head off. Oh, he's not actually that. He's only forty-six, but still, you know, he, I, I get the feeling he, he he's been around. I would say he's been around for about thirty years. Well, he was originally K Quick, wasn't he? K Quick and Road Dog getting rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the match itself was nothing really to shout home about. Nakamura wins. Uh, the um. Uh, the submission section was quite the submission part of it was quite good, but yeah. Fuck him. Guess what? Well, he did his reverse exploder and didn't kill the guy, yeah. Well, no, the that I think he does the reverse exploder because he tried to kill John Cena with a German suplex, didn't he? He tried to just drop John Cena, oh, but yeah, a bit too much. I thought that was an exploder, no, no, no it was a German suplex. Sort of when I... Oh, right. Like, land on the front was the exploder because he rotates them too far anyway. Brilliant. Um, Bludgeon Brothers were in a match against Jobbers. Jobbers, Jobbers, Jobbers got wrecked. Jobbers did that. The Jobbers had a name, did they? yeah. They were called KS3 or something. KS3, was Key it three? They're the Key Stage 3 family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But they got obliterated. Oh, End of. Right. We've seen this before. Boring. Yes, moving on. Uh, then, I believe this was the main event. The New Day versus Debar. Fucking brilliant match. It was, from what I saw on the highlights, extremely oh, good. Galore, man. Really, really good match. Because I, I just kind of forgot just how good the New Day were. Because sometimes you do. Because they don't have that many high-end matches in the moment. Oh, my God. Oh, good. I, I still wish it was Seamus and Cesaro, though. Yeah. As, as good as it was, we've seen the bar. Uh, sorry, we've seen Seamus, uh, the, the New Day, lose to the Budgeon Brothers already. So why are we now having to watch the same? We, like, if the New Day win, I will do a, a, an extra forfeit video on top of whoever forfeits. It's it's almost slam. That's how confident I am that okay, the new day are not going to win. Okay, then you heard it here first. New day to win. Um, Get that in the spreadsheet. Get it saved. It's in the spreadsheet now. I've the new day down to win because I I I just it it, seem, it seems too random for it to be a squash match. It seems a bit too random to be a squash match. Because otherwise, what's the point of putting the new day in it if it's just going to be another pointless cross match against it, like like it was with the Usos? It's just no need. Just at least, at least give them a good running for their money this time. And to be honest, uh, they they may even in theory be protecting the bar for when the new day face and when they're tag champions again. Maybe, maybe. But that was SmackDown. Um, I'm gonna go out there and say I've not seen NXT. I, I no. assume you're all the same. No. Our resident NXT watcher is not here today, unfortunately. But here, here would you say it was very good. 
yeah, yeah. from what I'm reading, the Nikki Cross was in a match against someone I've never heard of, so Jobber. Um, Cassius Ono was in a match against, again, Jobber. Um, Keith Lee made his in-ring debut, which I do need to see, because uh, that was good. From reading tweets from Jack, apparently he is awesome. Oh, Keith Lee's amazing. And it looks like they're going to be playing up the athletic big guy approach to him. So it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, the May Young Classic qualifi- qualification match between that Brazilian girl, T- Tanara Conti, and Vanessa Bourne. I already knew who was winning this match when I looked at the results because I saw the thing last night and the May Young, who's in the who's in the tournament video. So I knew who won that one. And then it was Gargano versus Black. Um, with then, at the end, Gargano, uh, not Gargano, Alistair Black being attacked, which I sent you, I've, I know you've seen it, Chris, the video of the unseen yeah. backstage video shenanigans Shenanigans. we love some recorded three weeks after the match (laughs) oh yeah but the thing is um you don't know who's attacked him but this backstage video shows um champa walks away with his title like looking like a deranged human (laughs) then you have like there's loads of like Cassio Sono sat down and they go and speak to Ricochet, they go and speak to loads of other people, and it's just like it's a who done it. Oh it, it, it's God Mr. Burns. Um but it, it, I like the I like the exclusive video at the end, even though I didn't actually see what actually happened. It's quite good. Funny nonetheless. Um in terms of other wrestling, the World of Sport second episode was on, on Saturday. I've not watched a second of it, and I don't intend to. I don't. Um, it's thing is, I like it because I get to see Will Ospreay, I get to see Kip Sabian, I get to see B Priestley, I get to see Viper, all of these British wrestlers who I've heard of, watched at IPW, or seen live, like Will Ospreay, and gone. Yeah, I get to see them every week. Um, however, the production value is shocking. I can't. Like Defiant Wrestling or like early early WCPW. No, because they didn't have four million camera cuts every match. Really? Like literally, there was there was one match that I watched and I can't remember who it was. And there was a an attack and a move, and they went camera, 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 camera down from above camera. And I was like, I didn't actually see what that move was. I think that might be a purposeful ploy to stop to to justify them putting it on at five o'clock. But I've, I read a tweet from uh, Matthew at Botchamania, the, the guy who does all the funny yeah. videos. Um, he said, I think he thinks that it, this would be a lot better if the camera cuts were reduced. And I, I kind of agree. I know it's not going to be amazing because it's on at five o'clock on ITV. Um, I know it's not going to be gripping television. But the camera cuts are a bit too much, way too much. Okay. Um, but this week it was uh, there was a Joe Hendry was a title match against Rampage. Joe Hendry, I really like. Um, he's got, he's, he sings his theme tune. So oh, I love Joe Hendry. Uh, Joe Hendry is 
Have you seen some? Have you seen his early stuff? I saw some of his. I saw something today, which he came on and I suggested after I'd watched some highlights of Raw and SmackDown of him at ICW, where he'd changed the motorcycle of Wolfgang to a little girl's bike, and then came out to the rolling theme and he changed all the lyrics. That he did. Um, there, there was there was another Scottish wrestler. I don't know his name. Forgive me. Who used to say boom a lot. So then he decided to do a music video. Uh, we set to Venga Boys, boom, 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 and um, uh, it's like boom, boom, something, something's in my room. I'm calling the police now. He won't leave my house now, and stuff like that. And um, he does a lot of piss take entrances. Uh, very genuinely funny. He's ripped the fuck now. He used to be a bit. I used to be a bit less. Well, the reason why he's like that now is because he went to the Commonwealth Games. Yes, he did, and he, he was an actual actual wrestler. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was a good match. Um, Rampage won, obviously, because they can't make him lose the title a week after he'd won it. Um, the other match, they had another tag team match which had Doug Williams. Is it Doug Williams? He's quite old, I think. Which was which was boring. I wasn't really bothered. I kind of half watched it while playing FM. So, um, the only match that I actually cared about was um, B Priestley, a uh. Oh, I forgot her name. Something Ray. Lana Del Ray? No. Scott. I think. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, that's it. Kaylee Ray. Look at me with my indie weapon. Uh, and Viper uh, against. Yeah, so it was Viper, B Priestley, Kaylee Ray. And that was a really good match. And they bigged up women's wrestling. Even the commentary, they were like, women's wrestling, you probably wouldn't have seen this back in world of sport the first time because when women didn't wrestle um they kind of said look women's wrestling is big come and watch this and kaylee ray won good times so much to my disappointment because i want to be priestly to win because okay. why not uh, because because she's she loves the last spray just like you do that was creepy that was that was quite creepy. <laughs> gave a very, very sort of creepy smile, and I'm. Like, <laughs> I just love the man. Love him. Should we finish now? Because I think I think we've covered virtually everything. Yeah. Um. Next week is prediction time. And um, Ben's gonna Spencer's gonna be joining us next week. Uh, mate of ours. I used to do a podcast with him a while ago. Um. We we briefly did a, a wrestling podcast for uh, a couple of weeks. And it was good fun. And uh, yeah. Guest is in. Um, it's Jack's guest. No, it's Matt, wasn't it? Matt, didn't you pick him up from up the street? Uh, it might be Jack actually, because because um, I was trying to. Um, I didn't know. I don't want to sort of say much about it, but uh, we we usually try and get a guest on before uh, for, for sort of pre pay per views, and we couldn't think of who to get on. And we're like, oh god, yes, and then we were all caught in position, and then we now have Spen. So good times, indeed. So we we've, we've already sent him his five. Prediction matches, which I believe he's already picked. Oh, so he's already gone straight in there. I still need to do my predictions before next week. Knowledge. I really, I really need to do my predictions because I'm on holiday from Sunday and will have limited access to the internet, and I'm obviously not going to be on the cast, so I need to do them as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. So if you do what Jack did, which last time we read read out what the yeah, you did it last time. Yeah, you, where you, yeah. You read them out. I've missed two prediction podcasts in a row after the next week, which is I poor think, on my I behalf. Think, I think that's a fourth, yeah. But 
I've already got one to do, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've already done mine, so I um, don't have to speak. I'll probably pick up another one on Sunday, next Sunday. But this should be the last time that I miss the podcast for a while. I'm, I'm only missing it because I'm actually going to be on a boat when you guys are recording the podcast in the middle of the IOC with no internet access, so I can't record a podcast. Sounds fun. Yeah. No. But yeah, next week we'll do our prediction podcast. Hopefully Jack will be back with us. Unfortunately, no, Matt. But um, if you've got any questions, we'll try and answer them. Obviously, it's a normally a long one with predictions and things, but we might throw in some questions halfway through. Um, yeah. Why not? Uh, continue to keep following us on the Twitter at BadBookersWP. Also, uh, five star ratings on the iTunes would be greatly appreciated with comments and all, all sorts of other things. Demanded. We yeah. Do it or we'll come and find you and make you do it. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.